0: Comforting classics,
1: fresh new content,
0: something old,
1: something new.
0: Join Emma and Lucy each month for a new podcast from Fan Critical.
1: Hello and welcome
0: to another episode of Something Old, Something New, the show where Lucy, that's me, and Emma discuss the old classics that we love and the new, or new to us at least,
1: films or TV that we have been enjoying recently. Emma, how have you been? Uh, busy and um, glad that we're finally coming into what I like to refer to as springtime, which is the month of February, uh, coming towards the month of March, where the spring flowers come out, the sun si- shines for
0: longer. Mm, spring spa- uh, spring flowers sprouting, as they say. And I feel like we've had some deceptively warm days where you think, oh yeah, it's basically summer and then no, it's actually really cold. February is still winter, but it is getting lighter, which it never ceases to amaze me, no matter how many years I've spent on this planet, when it starts getting lighter at the end of winter, I'm like, oh my
1: God, it's actually light at five. And uh, it's miraculous to, uh, like for a change, be able to, I don't know, leave the house after work and it's still a bit of sunshine. Yeah, you're not pitch black. And same in the mornings, it's not pitch black when you wake up.
0: Um, so yeah, pretty nice. So we're all looking forward to what spring slash summer brings. Um I'm gonna to come to you first regarding our topics for today. So, if you could tell me your something old, please, Emma.
1: So, my something old this month uh, is a favorite that I believe, and I, I like to think, Lucy, you will agree, uh, is, a, is a sort of late eighties, early nineties classic. Oh, yeah,
0: that's a that's a good uh, time for film and TV. Well, actually, probably indeed, not TV more film.
1: So it's, this is a film that has uh, undercover cops from the FBI. Ooh, ooh. It has waves. It has surfers. Oh, it yes. has drugs. It has bikers. It has Keanu Reeves Ugh. and it has Patrick Swayze. Classic. It is the classic Point Break. Absolutely love it. So the other night, Joe and I were sat and it, Joe has watched, I will say, probably every movie that's ever been released ever. Yes, we've heard this um, before
0: about, get him on the pod.
1: Yeah, to be fair, he should be doing this you instead charlatan. of You, charlatan, get him involved. Indeed. What a hack I am. <laughs> um, and I, I said, do you know what I fancy? I fancy a classic action flick, but something, you know, with a bit of substance. Uh, and by substance, I mean, you know, beautifully attractive, floppy-haired men. Just surfing. Um, Just, you
0: know, it's crime. But with surfers, like, why hasn't that been done before or since? We
1: don't talk about the remake. No, we will never talk about the remake. Ever, ever, ever. And Joe said, Oh, what about uh, what about something with Keanu? Always. And I went, Oh, you can't go wrong. What are you thinking? Bill Bill and Ted, Constantine? He went, No, what about point break? And I thought it's an excellent choice, actually. That is an excellent it choice. It is. And and you forget, actually, what a bloody fantastic storyline it is. I mean, there's everything in this. There's skydiving. There's drug raids. There's murder, there's shootouts, there's motorbikes, there's People being beaten up because they're surfing in the wrong place. There's presidential masks worn by robbers. There's bank robbery. Actual, like, full-on bank robbery. There's a, an escape in a plane. There's parachuting. Keanu fires his gun up in the air and goes, ah,
0: to quote Hot There's Fuzz. There's a
1: hos- hostage situation. Yeah, it is very, I mean... It's got everything. You can watch
0: that film and I think, yeah, as I said, like, Hot Fuzz obviously makes reference to it. But a lot of the... Uh, tropes that we see in action films since then have kind of come from that and I think the central relationship slash friendship slash um, antagonism between Patrick I was gonna say Patrick Kilty new Patrick Swayze and uh, Keanu is really interesting and something that does get revisited in other films you know the the hunter versus the hunted but I think this does it in a really interesting and fresh way.
1: Yeah, it does, and actually, I think the chemistry between Keanu and Swayze is my favourite part of the film. Mm. That is the love story of Point Break. It really is for me. Um, so, yeah, a couple of things that are my favourite things about this film. Um, one is when Keanu first first like surfing lesson, and he is so fucking shit. It's and a hard and, um, sport. I could not. Surf. You have
0: to have upper body strength for one, so that rules me out. Core. And I don't core. have a core.
1: Rules it, me out. apple core,
0: maybe, yep. but nothing more.
1: Have to be able to stand up straight. Yeah, I struggle just on no, dry really land, let
0: alone on a board, on water. It's very hard.
1: Uh, and there's a bit where she's yelling at him, both legs up at the same time. And then she's going, you've got it. And he's still got one knee down. Oh. <laughs> um, but my, my second favourite bit is the kind of what you'd almost now call, I suppose, a post-credit scene. Where obviously he's left the bureau and then all of a sudden oh, you realise yeah. where he is and he's made it to that beach in Australia for the 50-year storm. And there he is, there's Swayze, in a poncho. Yeah. Like just some random country-esque poncho. Uh, And and Keanu eventually relents and he lets him go and surf that last wave, which, of course, he's never coming back from because sometimes you ride the wave so hard, you die.
0: Yeah, that is the message of this film, I think.
1: If anything, it's a cautionary tale. They
0: are adrenaline junkies, aren't they? The criminals. Yeah. So not only are they criminals... They're adrenaline junkies. They love skydiving and just extreme sports. Very unusual.
1: I think it's quite fascinating, actually, the film in the respect that like the relationship between Keanu and and Swayze, that no matter how bad it gets, they still really have this like mutual affection and respect for each other. Mm. There's a real like something beyond a friendship has been formed there, hasn't it? I think Keanu
0: wants to join secretly but he's too much of a... I think
1: he 100% He's does. a goody
0: two-shoes. He's too much of a goody two-shoes to actually break the law. But I think he loves the camaraderie and the kind of brotherhood and the excitement of it all as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you think about when they basically kidnap him, make him jump out of a plane. He doesn't. He's not quite sure if he believes his parachute is yeah. You know, safe. Well, I don't and think we, we don't believe around. it, do we? We
0: don't know. We're like, no.
1: you're going to kill him because he's a fed. Even when you rewatch it, there's still that little bit of fear where you think, has he got a shoe yeah. in that bag? But that but then it, it becomes all of them in this group flying and floating through the air, free falling from a plane, holding hands and just really reveling in the thrill and the rush of, you know, being so alive yet so close to death. Mm. Where you really that's that's how you understand the relationship between all of them. And I just think it's excellent. That's a lovely It's, really it's an
0: amazingly well shot scene, the scene you're talking about, the skydiving. Again, for an action film, um, I think it's quite unusual to have something like that because of the beauty of it. It's like balletic, the way they float through the sky, fall through the sky, I guess you'd say. Falling with style.
1: Fall rapidly towards their own death. Certain death. Yeah, almost certain death. Well,
0: one one of them does die, don't don't they? In that skydive Uh, or gets shot. Something happens.
1: No, so towards the end, where we're going to rescue Keanu's new love, who did lose her parents in a car accident. Unlike the liar that is Keanu, the uh, FBI agent. Yeah. Um, when so one of the guys gets shot, um, and then he's thrown out of the plane with all the money in a bag, and you know he's alive when he gets thrown out and pulls the parachute, and then he's dead by the time he hits the ground. Obviously, because he's been shot. Yes, that's in it. The bank I
0: knew that rate. there was a parachuting death, even if it's not caused by the parachuting.
1: Anything filmed before, say, like I don't know, ninety eight, ninety nine that's an action film still has a bit of heart to it
0: and usually not, not cgi so you've got stunts that, yeah which i think really helps actual stunts
1: yeah and it does really help and they
0: have these big stars i'm not sure how big stars they were at the time to be fair but they they have these charismatic stars in them which i just think action films now i just you just couldn't really probably pay me to watch one unless Dwayne the Rock Johnson well, not all- one but these old ones the 90s oh, yeah. ones yeah we went through a real phase of like the fugitive and just all the kind of Harrison Ford ones mm. um in the line of fire all of that it's just they're just different cheddar really they're just different to what's around now
1: absolutely they are and they age so well they I do they cheddar. do <laughs> just bring uh, it back to cheese has- every time always but and actually you know cheese is a good point because a lot of people say that the 80s and 90s like classic action films are cheesy I don't think they are I think they're beautiful yeah I I they've don't... got a heart they've got a story
0: yeah and they're like I mean this is sort of a serious film but it obviously has the fun elements with the extreme sports but it it takes the story it pays the story respect and it takes it seriously without it being like po-faced
1: and you also, I think you really feel the kind of gut-wrenching revelation that the people who he, I think Keanu now sees as as family, really, they've opened up this whole new world to him. Um, it, when he realises that they're the people he's supposed to be trying to bring down mm. and that, you know, the the absolute, like, tear between the right thing to do and what his heart wants him to do is just like you really feel it i genuinely really think you do i i I think it's an excellent excellent piece of film
0: and has keanu ever looked better oh my has anyone looked better in film he looks so good don't want i don't want to uh what's the word my brain is a sieve and i haven't had much sleep and i'm a bit hungover um objectify him don't objectify uh, him but he's just beautiful to look at on screen
1: he is he is always beautiful, but I will say, I think this is Swayze's hottest role. I don't
0: like his hair. I don't, I don't I like his hair. don't? I don't like his hair. I much
1: at the hair, to be honest. I was looking a lot of the neck down.
0: God bless him and rest him. Patrick Swayze doesn't really do anything for me. Even as Johnny Castle. Like, I get it, but I, I'm not like... Really? A, yeah, I'm just not attracted to him at all. I think he's charismatic and I enjoy his screen presence, but I'm not... I don't know. Not for me.
1: Maybe it's the character... Maybe it's the but character the, as well. how can you get like, past you know. the
0: hair? The hair's really bad. Sorry.
1: Oh, I don't Well, no, I mean, yeah, this is why we'll never fight over men, at least. Yeah,
0: I'm more... I mean, normally, blonde is very much my wheelhouse. But yeah, no, I'm not Patrick Swayze. Mm.
1: But there you go. Rest in Listeners, peace. Listeners, you've learned something new. Swayze, blonde surfer dude hair is not... Not like Lucy's that. Not, not, it's take. almost like
0: a bowl cut. Like, the fringe is too short. I just don't like it. Um, But that's that's me, you know, each to his own. Indeed. Different strokes for different um, folks.
1: Um, what- so I highly recommend, if you need a uh, a little kind of throwback, then, then that's your watch. Where Lucy, did you watch it? Month.
0: I mean, I actually uh, do You remember way back when in early lockdown, when we all thought it was actually we're doing something good, like stay home, save the NHS. Um, I was still pregnant as well. Um, we watched it and we, yeah, uh, I don't think Aaron had seen it. So we watched it and we enjoyed it. I believe it's on the Netflix. Okay, good. So, listeners out there, if you're in the UK, you can get it on the UK Netflix. How many on the UK
1: Netflix? Blueberries?
0: Would you give it? Do we usually blueberry? Because I feel like we should.
1: I feel like we should. We're going to blueberry today. Why not? Let's share some love. Mm. Uh, I, I. This is solid four blue. Yes, I would agree with that. It's not a five. It has its faults. Uh, the hair mainly. Blob. The haircut is actually mm.
0: minus a bloob.
1: I think Keanu's hair's worse than Swayze's, let's be honest. He's got a floppy 90s boy. Yes, the the
0: dream, the dream hair.
1: Ah, the 90s. Mm. Um, Yeah, solid 4 Blue, I think, you know, it's an excellent rewatch. You can watch it again and again if you've never seen it and you are into this sort of genre. I mean, it does literally have everything. Um, I'm pretty sure at one point they even smoke peyote. Yes, I think they do at the beach. Bit of, bit of 90s drug culture in there for you as well. So there's some American football. Uh, it caters to everybody's tastes and likes, I believe. So um, highly recommend a watch. And yeah, four, four bloobs from me. Yeah, I will co-sign that. So that's your something old. Um,
0: I'll do my something new now. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of new things that I've watched recently. Um, and obviously we only really cover one of each. But there's been a few like documentaries on Netflix and just things that I've watched but I have singled out one thing a film a Netflix film um I think it was released at the end of last year like sort of Christmas time but it's new to me and it is Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut The Lost Daughter I don't know if you've seen this it's on Netflix I think it was released directly onto yes Netflix.
1: with Olivia Colman yes and Dakota Johnson yes have you watched it? yes right good okay good so excited to hear what you think um
0: yeah so as you've seen it you'll kind of know what I mean when I say there's not much plot but anything I do say may give some things away um not much happens really does it
1: no I think it's one of those films that's very um it's beautifully shot it's heart the story is heart-wrenching in that it's a very simple story um, and it's very easy to be caught up in it,
0: but the plot-wise, but- plot there's not a lot of action. Um, so, just for listeners um, who haven't seen it or are not aware of it, so it's yeah, directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. It's an adaptation of a short story by Elena Ferrante, um, starring Olivia Coleman, uh, Dakota Johnson, and Jesse Buckley, who plays the younger version of. Olivia Coleman. So there's like a dual narrative. So we see Olivia Coleman's character later um, on holiday in a Greek island. Looks absolutely lovely. Um, oh, yeah. And the action flashes back to, I would say, maybe like 20 years prior, maybe a bit more. What would you say? 20,
1: 30 years. 20, 20 to 30. Yeah, yeah. maybe
0: 25 years. To the young lady um, who is the mother of two young children, two young girls, uh, played by Jesse Buckley. And you get from these flashbacks just the effect that motherhood had on Leda and you see her full of love and full of life for her girls but also very much smothered by motherhood and the the sense of self that can, that can go from being a mother. And it's quite taboo, some of the stuff that is covered because I don't think you see that side of motherhood really ever. Um, it's very honest. Which is essentially... Mothers that are not maternal. Um, mothers that maybe chose work over their children um, or other relationships. Yeah, it was it was very confronting. And watching it as a mother, I, I kind of... There are parts of it that I can kind of relate to. But it is very specific to mothers, I think. Like, those feelings. It's not just parenthood. It is the experience of being a mum. So, yeah, you get these... The, you see... It's very mysterious to begin with, isn't it, with Leda on this island and her interactions with this group of like, I guess they're Italian-American, are they? Or are they Greek-American?
1: No, they're Italian-American, I think. That was the impression I got,
0: yeah. I get the impression they're Italian, but then they had family on this Greek island. So maybe it's just, you know, a a mishmash of cultures. So again, Nina um, is played by Dakota Johnson and the kind of catalyst for some of the action and and the story that will unfold on the island in that present day timeline is her daughter goes missing um and that sort of seems to do something to the character of leda and leads her on this path where she does a few baffling things um
1: so there's a kind she of a few really fucking mental things yeah. i will say that yeah I-, I have to admit when i first started watching it so i would describe it as um like a tableau of motherhood
0: mm, mm.
1: from from different perspectives and f- and from different times not times as in time and date but like different um
0: the different stages of mother eras
1: yeah and different eras as well and I I think it's interesting that you say you know it's it's very much made for you know it's from the perspective of a mother I actually found it quite interesting from the perspective of a daughter yeah seeing it because I don't currently have children um seeing it from the perspective of a daughter who has a mother if that makes sense yeah um and and seeing, you know, seeing it from their eyes and kind of seeing the two different sides from it. I thought it was really interestingly done. Uh, when I first started watching it, I did think it was going to be a murder mystery.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. I was watching it with Aaron and he was sort of like, oh, I will say like this isn't really a spoiler. but I know some people would probably want to know. It's not about children dying because I, I wouldn't want to watch anything. If no, it was no, a no, no, no. So it's nothing like that. It's like a psychological thriller, kind of a mystery because... There's allusions to her relationship with her children now as an adult, like, you know, as a middle-aged woman. And you do wonder like what has happened. And it kind of, it's revealed through the flashbacks and her interactions with Nina. So the younger mother who is also very stifled by motherhood, you can see that she's not always coping that well. We're having to be on demand for her child. Um, you've got her sister who is pregnant um yeah there's all these different sort of facets of motherhood and just the toll that it can take and i it, it is yeah nothing really happened, but and it but it was quite like tense and hard to watch there's a lot of watching people watching other people who are yeah. also being watched
1: mm. and i think also the dynamics of marriage
0: yeah yeah, I
1: think that's quite an interesting part of it, um, you know, and, and what it's like for women to not fit into the mold that they're expected to fit into as wives and mothers. You know, like as, as you were saying, you know, people are not necessarily natural mothers or naturally maternal in in the way that is expected of yeah. a mother. Um, I thought it was excellent, and uh, Olivia Coleman is stunning. She's in so every good. Every single thing she does, like she blew me away in this.
0: And it's also because she's not a conventional mother but she's also not a conventional woman because she's spiky and she's unfriendly and she won't just yield. And I think so much of being a woman is trying to be nice and softening the edges and um, making things easier for other people. And she just doesn't do it. She's quite rude. She's quite brisk when they ask her if she doesn't mind moving. Well, actually they don't. They don't ask her, do they? The family at the beach say, you don't mind moving, do you? So we can all sit together. And she's like, no, I do mind. She does. She's not do worried. She's fair, fair enough. They weren't very polite, so she wasn't very polite either. But you don't. I see quietly th- You her don't inside. see that on on screen much. The, these women that you know, she's not rude, but she's just very blunt, and it, it, it's quite confronting at times to to watch someone like that when you're just used to women. Yeah, just having to like facilitate the emotions of others.
1: Well, she's not a stereotypical subservient woman. And actually, and that's that's portrayed in some of the flashbacks, but also in, you know, her her job. She's a lecturer. Mm. She's she's an academic. Yeah. And she was she was a budding female academic in a time where that wasn't really okay. Yeah, like really
0: a scholar of um, language. Like
1: incredible linguistic scholar. Mm. And actually for me, fascinating. I love linguistics. And I think um it was very interesting but also then to see kind of the flip side of that of of her when she was ever so slightly unhinged in this yes and not not in a kind of psychotic way but more um just emotionally unhinged it seemed like
0: she was having an episode though What, what some of the things she does and then doesn't do you think why are you like you you've lost your mind a bit to to do this and then to not even try and hide it
1: so here's a question for you Lucy what did you think of the ending of this film?
0: Oh, I don't want to spoil anything.
1: Without spoiling it, oh, okay, I'll describe my feelings towards it. it, um, is that it was ambiguous. It's
0: an ambiguous ending, and I think you can think, I'm sure there's more than two, but um, oh, I don't know how to, I, I don't really know what to say without spoiling. Sp- no, it's difficult. I'll just to- do a little spoiler. This is a spoiler warning, so I'm going to kind of, it's not going to give away the ending, but it's going to give away the, the potentials for the ending. So if you think, no, I want to watch this, I don't want to know, skip ahead like 30 seconds. Okay, warning, warning done. Um, I think she's dead.
1: I hope she is in the way that, that <laughs> I just hope given she's just died. More... <laughs> just hope she's fucking dead. Um, just that it would be a more kind of solid wrapping up of things and i i thought that too and i kind of hoped for, but i quite liked the fact that it was ambiguous and i wasn't really sure if she was yeah
0: we can make our own decisions okay so spoiler over over um yeah it was
1: it's hard i wouldn't necessarily
0: recommend it to people i can't say oh this was really good i like, really enjoyed watching it um because i felt quite tense throughout but it is very well made yeah really well shot the music was good art direction performances um not overly long, yeah. I thought it was no ninety I minutes. It was good, it was a good film. Uh,
1: thought provoking and beautiful, I thought. And um, yeah, you'd have to be in a certain frame of mind to watch it. And I wouldn't, for example, suggest John watch it.
0: No, Mel. I don't know. He might. He might see something in it. It just doesn't really go anywhere. But I think it's more the ideas at the heart of it. Uh, some of the scenes are quite hard to watch. I found like oh gosh, um, emotionally, but yeah very it was a worthwhile watch it's just yeah not an easy film to describe or to maybe recommend but no blueberry it's a very
1: ambiguous podcast yeah i was going to ask you what your bloobs would be
0: i find it difficult because if i give it three kind of under undermines it a bit but four i would only really give something four if i really enjoyed it so i don't know i'll give it three three is still a respectable i'll give it three although quality wise it's probably a four but enjoyment wise for me I would give it a three and that's the lost daughter on Netflix so I'd uh, yeah give it a go if you're into something quite dark and psychological and unsettling without being explicit
1: yeah I agree oh wicked choice Liz. Yeah, I'm, I'm and really I'm so glad please... that you've watched it as
0: well because it's good to actually talk about it and not try and explain it to someone when you can't really give anything away
1: yeah I have further thoughts to share with you offline um, about things that may also be spoilers. And I apologise to listeners that so you may also be able to hear my cat purring next to me now. Oh, Little uh, in bonus. In a very strange tone. So I'll be interested to see whether you've seen this. So um, this is a newly released film this last week on in cinemas and on Disney+. Plus, and it's the prequel to a loved series of films. It is The King's Man. Oh, no. Um, okay, well, firstly... It was the most enjoyable two hours I've had sat in front of the telly in a very long time. It wow. was so the, the to give everybody the idea. So if you ever watched Kingsman with Taron Egerton um, and Colin Firth and various other you know Br- British British men, yes. Um, this is essentially the prequel to such with Ray Fiennes, Jimin um, Hunsu again oh yeah i think blood, it's Ji- blood think diamond jimon jimon like simon i remember yeah. jimon hunsu love, uh,
0: love him and then
1: you've also got risa fans tom hollander and matthew good uh, so it starts at the very very uh, turn of the 20th century but really the majority of the film is set um uh, around the uh, the start of world war one so you'll, you'll recognize oh. some famous characters from history such as franz Ferdinand. I uh, say, Rasputin. don't you know, you say you don't know.
0: Sorry. Rasputin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ra, ra, no, was, Rasputin. You've just reminded me of something Rasputin. quite funny, is that Joe said to me in the middle of the film, he said, what was Rasputin's first name, wasn't it? Ra, ra? <laughs> ra, ra. It's like Igor, wasn't it? He did not think it was funny. Igor. Uh, no, I think it was something like... Uh, uh, cause it is, Because he was U- Ukrainian. It was something very Eastern European-esque. Um, it was, Uh, Risa fans playing Rasputin.
0: The party was born to play.
1: Honestly, it's one of the most genius casting, characterisation, like pieces of art, to be honest, that I've ever seen. Wow. It was absolutely genius. It had me in stitches. But what I will say, and I think you'll know this from the Kingsman series, the Kingsman, not only is it funny, it has a bit of heart. Um, there are some fantastically choreographed fight scenes, but it was also incredibly historically accurate
0: that is always a plus in these films i mean that you can suspend your um disbelief that's fine, but if they bother to get some of the facts right, that is a plus
1: yeah absolutely i do you know what i for for the so there's a piece in it where a young lad is on in the trenches. And we all know what that was like in the first world war. And it's there are some really heartbreaking pieces in there. And I think I and I did say when we were watching this that there's one particular scene that felt really incongruous in a way in this film, because obviously it's supposed to be more humorous, it's good fun, it's mm. a bit of a jolly, you know, a bit of a, an escapade that genuinely reminded me of how I felt in some of the scenes of nineteen seventeen. Okay, haven't seen that um and dunkirk have seen that um, Good film so very much you know heartbreaking young men at war being sacrificed on the front kind of thing not uh, you know not obviously intentionally but basically in hindsight they were um and it felt really odd but it, in the moment it was stunning like really stunning it it's so brilliantly shot i mean they must have had a massive budget although Quite hilariously. Uh Tom Hollander does play three different royals. Uh <laughs> who are all related to each other, which is quite funny. I bet I can
0: name the royals.
1: Go on then. Kaiser
0: Wilhelm. Correct. Tsar Nicholas II. Correct. And I wanna say George the Fifth. One of the Georges. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm sure it's George the Fifth. Bloody love my history. Um and he's of course brilliant. Uh, so I, think, I don't know what I was really expecting. I thought I was just expecting a bit of a romp, but it was so much more. Um, so much more. It was. Um, it was really clever. It's and it felt sort of. It was giving me um, Grand Budapest Hotel vibes, but mixed with
0: okay, war.
1: Yeah but i mean there was that kind of And you know what i mean by like that grand budapest hotel thing which wes
0: is wes anderson vibes
1: a, yeah very much wes anderson there's a serious serious undertone a serious storyline a serious message but the facade is hilarious so you know risa as rasputin doing a beautifully choreographed dance fight scene um I mean, I can already see your face trying not to it's laugh. Like, yeah, how can you not laugh? That sounds great. But there was also peril and terror with it, and I thought it was genius. And I think like Ray Fiennes is one of those actors that people, if you've never seen him in something where he does that deadpan funny, he's so thing. funny.
0: He's so, he's so good. good.
1: It just had me in stitches. What's like funny?
0: I... Not funny, but just interesting about Ray Fiennes is when he started out. Like, have you ever seen The English Patient?
1: Yes, I mean that's what of of I like would go a, to.
0: Kind of heartthrob. And now he's kind of lo- he has kind yeah. of lost his looks, And I'm not, you know, I'm not... There's nothing wrong with the way he looks, but he's not dashing like he used to be. And now he's just a character actor and I absolutely love it. And he, he does so many different roles. It's, and it's not just the posh, like, stoic, handsome man. It's, you know, various different roles. He's, he's done loads. And I really, like, respect him for going down that route.
1: I do. And I, th- I almost feel like... When you've done something like The English Patient... And you know a lot of theatre and classical type acting. Um, I reckon he's just having fun now. Yeah, you know, in the twilight of his life. Well, um, he's not that old. Just is having he? a no. I mean, I, I am just I'm I'm killing. You're him aging
0: off. him massively.
1: I'm aging <laughs> like him it, it, man. disrespectfully. Um, but you know, he's he's more he's in the the later years of his prime. Um, and he's just having good fun with it and doing the stuff he really loves because he can. And why not? Why not? Like, I genuinely think if you. Or I genuinely would say, if if you are looking for something that, oh, and and this is kind of sometimes when I what I quite like about a film is when something makes you go and Wikipedia it. Yes. You know, please tell me the history of you know Franz Ferdinand's wife. Where did she come from? Have to do that. Um, You know, the assassination. What what kicked off World War World War One? What then happened after that? um, You know, Rasputin's history and all that kind of stuff. And actually, that. A film that makes me still think about it and want to talk about it after I've watched it, and also proper belly laugh. That I mean, that's that's got to be a great piece of cinema, right?
0: Sounds great. I mean, I didn't really like the first Kingsman, found it a bit naff and a bit misogynistic at times. Um, so if I didn't like that, would I like this?
1: Yeah, I think you would because actually, I don't think you need to have watched Kingsman one or two to watch The King's Man. I mean, it would it would give you more joy to get to the end of it and be, spoiler warning, they form The King's Man. Okay, that's a given. That's um, a given. That is the point of the film. Um, but I don't actually think that you need to have watched Kingsman to enjoy it. I think you could kind of... It's like a standalone piece. A, yeah. Okay, good. It's, it's a sequel, a prequel that doesn't rely on... Any prior knowledge? No, I, I think you could still enjoy it if you haven't seen them. And... Um, I think I'd give this another solid four blues. Okay, great. Is it
0: directed by the same guy? Is it Matthew Vaughan who did those ones?
1: Yeah, yeah, same guy. Because it's all based around um, graphic novels,
0: isn't it? I don't know. I don't really have much interest in the Kingsman films, but... I learnt that from the credits, Lucy. Okay, well, maybe I will give that a go. Sunday Afternoon movie. Yeah, okay. Now we come to my something old. Um, Do we now, Lucy? We do. I'm going to talk about a film that i always think that i love and whenever i watch it i'm like this is weird this is tonally all over the place and they've they've started making this film with one idea and halfway through they've just gone no, we're just going to make it something completely different but i still love it because i think i'm just in love with nicole kidman in it so the film is 1998 film practical magic which i always used to watch around oh. halloween um but watched it more recently it's just not that good a film it's just i forget every time um it's so shit it's so strange like it starts off like kind of a romantic comedy they have these weird musical interludes then it goes quite dark horror It does not know what it wants to be, but we talk about, you know. I said earlier, like, has anyone looked better on film than Keanu in Point Break? Man, Nicole Kidman would like a word because in this film, I'm just obsessed with her hair. She is peak Nicole Kidman. She's just so stunning, and this is opposite Sandra Bullock, who is also the hair, the skin, the face. Yeah, beyond stunning. And together, they're just you just don't get that anymore. Like these mega stars acting oh. against each other like they're sisters in it um no and the aunt i think it's stockard channing and diane weist who are like the witchy aunts and the scenery like it's just stunning and all of that is great and it kind of starts off quite light-hearted and then so yeah they're basically witches living in i don't know but it's really nice i guess it's like around small town america massachusetts somewhere on the coast and um nicole kidman's character kind of leaves and falls in with a bad dude Goran Viznich. um and oh
1: yeah it is isn't yeah it?
0: from er and other things um and it just the tone is just all over the place i watched it with aaron the first time and he was like is this supposed to be a romantic comedy i was like yeah i, I always forget that it's actually like very strange and it does not know what it wants to do but i wish it'd been either like you know like hocus pocus like i know that is quite childish but i love it or the craft, which is also, is much more like grown up. But it's kind of this weird in between. But you never really see them being witches.
1: It's a, Do you know what? Lucy, that's an amazing, amazing something old. Because funny enough, I saw something yesterday that cropped up, cropped up on one of the social medias. Um, talking about how like amazing Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman look. Ah, they are. They in are. Film. And I have such a fondness for Practical you Magic. You just think you love but it, you are, but it's not a good film. But you are totally right it's tonally mental would you like to have like, a guess
0: of what percentage it's got on rotten tomatoes because i did check this earlier
1: oh audience or critics mm, i don't know audience let's say oh let me let me actually just check but um i i reckon that it's got a high audience score of about 76 okay and a critic score of 12
0: okay well um <laughs> i just seeing these lovely pictures of a. Uh, Nicole and her flaming hair. Aren't they beautiful as well? My word, she's just stunning in this film. So the critics' consent... So the... Well, yeah, so critics, 21%. Oh, But the audience is 73. So you were very close on both counts.
1: Not a bad guess. It's the nostalgia. It's
0: the 90s. It's the scenery. It just... You remember all the good bits and all the like... Drinking tequila and singing, put the lime in the cooking, and just that aspect of it. And you forget just how it jumps from her husband dying, and she's really sad, and then they kill a man, and it's just like bizarre. It's so bizarre. But I will always watch it because I love
1: it. That's the thing about like a nostalgic fondness for something or about nostalgia in general is you forget things like the tone makes no sense. Did they get a new director halfway through it jumps. who wrote this script? Yeah. And all you remember is like how fun. And you mentioned like Hocus Pocus and The Craft because I remember watching those films and thinking, I wish I was a I witch. Know. And I think that's what it is about something like Practical Magic. Plus Sandra Bullock. She's my fave. The
0: aesthetic is just... And the house. And yeah, she... Her
1: hair hair is so long. And she wears
0: these, like, vest tops and these maxi skirts. And she just looks... She's, like, stunning. And then you've got Nicole, who's, like, sort of polar opposite looks-wise. But just together, and they really crackle. And I, I heard something. I was listening to a podcast the other day. And it kind of mentioned Practical Magic. And it was like, that's just a gay film. Like, it's just a gay film. They pretend they're sisters. It's like, no, they're in love with each other. It's like, yeah, you could... It would buy it more if they were actually just lovers. I'd believe that. Like when they're in the, I'm not saying there's a sexual element to the film, but just their closeness and their their chemistry. Like it's a bit wasted you being sisters. You should kiss.
1: Don't give anyone any ideas because there'll be a remake now, and it will be
0: they will be gay. I would love, I mean, put them both in it again. I still love them both.
1: Controversially, not a massive fan. of I know. Of I know Kidman. you don't like her, but. But I, I will I will concede that in Practical Magic and um, Days of Thunder,
0: when she was really she a, really a natural redhead, no, she's I mean she's a great actress and recently
1: Maybe it's the hair I hate. Red hair. Her hair's the best no, thing. Maybe- no, I mean, maybe I like her natural hair, oh, yeah. but it's, you know... Now it's blonde. Maybe it's after that that it upsets me. But I do feel I like know. with
0: Nicole Kidman, she's done so many interesting roles. Like, recently, when she could have just gone down the kind of um, tall and blonde route, but, like, she was in Top of the Lake, she was in Lion, quite unglamorous roles where she just didn't look like a movie star and she was just acting. Like, I think she's... And, like, Big Little Lies, I don't know if you ever watched Big Little Lies. No, I have not. Absolutely fantastic show the first series is good the second one not so much she's great in that um yeah i just love her big nicole fan over here and i love sandra and i watched their proposal the other day as well with ryan reynolds yeah she
1: does uptight very yeah, well she one. does
0: uptight very well my girl do
1: you know what? i have a real hankering now to go and watch speed
0: oh my god i was actually thinking about speed i was like mm, something Keanu, old sandra that's it that oh yeah beauty. Joe's out
1: tonight. Maybe the, my valentine treat to myself, just go more watch speed. Oh my god. That's the that's the love <laughs> you need in your
0: life from them two right there. There
1: you go. So, what, a, what a fantastic something old, something new. My, I, I mean, really I need this. to
0: blueberry it, and I'm going to give it two blueberries. And
1: oh, yeah, one is for fair.
0: Nicole, yeah. one is for Sandra, and the way they look, and that's all. I can't really give it much that's more. That's it. And some of the scenery. It's so bad in many ways but you know you just the nostalgia makes you love it and i'm like i will watch it again because i forget yep. and then every time i watch it, i'm like nah, 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 this is weird this bit's weird
1: i feel you then ah <clears throat> uh, great great selection i'm delighted with this yes i think we've done well very well indeed uh, you've done an excellent job of keeping us on track lucy thank you i do try my best
0: um what is up next for us i have no idea so i would be interested to hear what is happening next on the podcast
1: Uh, I'm going to make some assumptions about what will be happening in the coming weeks. It will be my birthday in two weeks' time, so that's very exciting. 17 again. 17 again, not even legal drinking age Uh, so I'll be staying home with a cup of tea and some biscuits Uh, but I do believe that we have lots of exciting things happening uh, such as uh, there will be another how the fuck have you not seen that coming up soon Uh, not only that but we will also be looking forward to the next instalment of John and Gaz's The Worst of Netflix Uh, and we will be back in a few weeks time with uh, the next Something Old Something New. I do believe that we've got quite a few exciting Event movies coming up, so just as another something new. If you haven't seen it, go check out the Super Bowl full trailer for Doctor Strange: The Multiverse yes, of Madness. Yes, they were talking about this
0: at work. I haven't watched it, and I haven't even watched the Lord of the Rings
1: trailer yet. I don't know what's wrong with me with trailers. I go a bit funny. Sometimes I get a bit anxious about it. I don't. I don't seek them out. Yeah, me neither. Um, but but these are these are all big event things that we will be covering um as they come onto the big and little screens. Uh, in and around us so so that's roughly what I believe is coming up next as I tell you with my practically magic crystal
0: ball <laughs> sounds good to me right well thank you for joining me Emma um, I hope you enjoy your Valentine's date with Sandy and Keanu sitting I on will, the bus thank you
1: Um I hope that you find something suitably uh wonderful equally wonderful to watch for your Valentine's too and happy Valentine's to all our listeners yes happy
0: Valentine's well we're on season 5 of The Wire so it's going to get romantic Ooh. up in here
1: proper romantic I cannot intense. wait for Just that to be like my it. something
0: old slash something new once I've watched the whole season and I can go in on the wire on the podcast oh, it's gonna be great I cannot wait either maybe the next super one super
1: exciting well thank you very much Lucy for hosting you've been super thank you
0: Emma for turning up turning on tuning in too right and now it's time for us to clock out thank you listeners thanks for tuning in stay safe and we'll see you soon bye bye bye